politics. We hear that word and immediately think of that nasty government banter all over the news. So I get it if you flinch. But I urge you to hear me out. We're going to look at it differently. For aspiring digital leaders, whether you specialize in software development, cybersecurity, or data science, avoiding politics isn't an option. Your technical skill set has a ceiling. Creating impact at scale requires that you extend beyond your comfort zone and directly engage a variety of people inside and outside your organization. And truthfully, your business is depending on you to accelerate and maintain a competitive advantage. To do this, you must become politically active. Oh yeah, I said that. Your professional future depends on politics. Check it out. In this episode, we'll break down three main things. What politics really is, why it matters to your career advancement, and 10 ways that you can start building your organizational politics skill set. One important plug, if you're interested in diving into topics like this in more depth, definitely sign up for my free Wednesday Wisdom newsletter on matthewdone.com. It's a concentrated dose of actionable tech career advice and life philosophy that you can scan in under five minutes. Trust me, you'll love it. Again, you can sign up at matthewdone.com. All right, time to let this episode fly. Welcome to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. I am your host, Matthew Doan. Today's organizations are powered by digital capabilities, cloud, data science, cybersecurity, and much more. To be competitive, we must have tech-savvy leaders steering the ships. But these people don't come out of thin air. We must develop them. This show is for the technical experts of the world, those brave souls that feel unheard and lost in the crowd, but know they were born to lead. We need you to rise, to become impactful digital leaders. In these episodes, we help you undergo a self-transformation, developing the mindset and skill set that'll massively enhance your abilities, influence, and career potential. We take a different approach, pulling in lessons from philosophy, psychology, neuroscience, and history to enrich the professional and personal aspects of your life. Thank you for your time. Please subscribe to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. Now, let's dig in. Welcome, my friends. Politics doesn't have to be a dirty word. And it doesn't have to correlate to a person's degree of support towards a political party. No, politics, from the Greek word politika, merely encompasses the activities associated with decision-making in groups or other forms of power relations between individuals, such as resource allocation. That's what we're anchoring on here. You see, your organization, your team, and your own future self are all depending on you to step up and wield political skills to unlock a bigger and better future. The Greek statesman Pericles once said that just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in you. Ah, so true. After him, the philosopher Aristotle expounded on this idea, He said that politics stems from a diversity of competing interests, 
which must be resolved in some way. Formal or rational decision-making may not be sufficient when interests are fundamentally at odds, so political behaviors arise. This leads to informal behind-the-scenes attempts to influence, seize power, and form alliances in pursuit of specific objectives. Early Greek and Roman societies were the first to test and prove the power of politics at scale. Government and military leaders wrestled with these ideas of justice, democracy, virtue, and citizenship. They didn't make a whole lot of sense early on. While these concepts might have been conceived in an earlier time period, leaders of the day hashed out ways to make these ideas real, through things like policy, law, and security. It was hard. There were many failures. Some decision forums were formal, but many were informal. Progress required coalition building, temporary power structures, and alliances. And so, politics as we know it was born. All right, fast forward a bit. In modern organizations, politics is still alive and kicking. Frankly, it's human nature. This is totally normal. According to Professor Henry Mintzberg, it's just another form of influencing, along with cultural norms, expertise, and authority. This intangible politics blob is sitting out there all around you, waiting for you to analyze, decipher, and use it to your advantage. One recent Harvard Business Review article lays out four types of organizational politics. They call it the weeds, the rocks, the high ground, and the woods. The weeds. This is about personal influence and informal networks. The rocks is about a next layer up. Individual interactions and formal or hard sources of authority like title and expertise have the most sway. Going further up, you have the high ground. System-wide checks and balances in place that prevent any one person or group from becoming too powerful. And then you have the woods. These are implicit norms, hidden assumptions, unspoken routines that provide cover for people while also creating this bewildering environment where good ideas go to die. These are all four typical ways that you see organizational politics come to life. And you have an important opportunity in front of you to analyze your organization and see which archetype is at play. From there, you can more clearly see the chessboard and play the game accordingly. Half of the battle is knowing the environment you're working with. Here's one challenge. Digital leaders and their organizations are battling this back office legacy. Despite digital being all the rage, as you know, the cultural perception is that technology teams operate in this isolated, quiet manner, somewhere over there behind the scenes. The idea is that they merely exist to serve the business, not to lead it. Well, that's wrong, dead wrong. It's time for digital leaders to flip the script, to come out from behind the curtain and boldly dance on the political stage, and to be a driving collaborative force that works arm in arm with other business leaders to march the entire organization forward. It's time to play politics. All right, now let's pivot and talk about how to become politically active as a digital leader. 
Again, we're not talking about party politics. We're talking about being successful within your organization. Specifically, in a little bit, we'll cover 10 ways to start building this muscle. But let me start back with a little bit of my own experience. A couple of years back, I was helping an industrial manufacturing company to run this massive cybersecurity transformation, one designed to alter mindsets and install some pretty cutting-edge technical capabilities in one big motion. It was a massive uphill battle to start. The cyber organization was completely irrelevant to business leaders, most of whom were fixated on profit generation and employee happiness. They had zero desire to throw energy into security. In that case, we needed to make inroads in key business units and build alliance networks. We needed people working with us, not against us. Our initial task was to storytell the possibilities of a better future for everyone. We needed to turn the cybersecurity leader, the CISO, and their organization into a politically active unit capable of hanging with the big dogs, as they say. We spent days in front of whiteboards, hashing out ways to influence business leaders. We had to figure out our win-win message on how cybersecurity could generate bottom-line benefits that were good for everyone. We then went out on the campaign trail, building relationships with people across the organization. This was a little bit of... I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Remember, we're all self-interested beings, wired for survival. It's no different in an organizational setting. Playing politics is psychology as much as anything else. With that example as our backdrop, I'd like to now share a 10-step framework for you to build your organizational politics skill set. This is about making you and your technology organization politically relevant and influential. Number one, map the political terrain. Navigating a modern enterprise takes real savvy. It begins by conducting a robust stakeholder analysis. You need to ask questions like, who are the most important people to our success? Which organizations can help us unlock the most progress. Who might be the biggest roadblocks? You see, we need to understand who matters, including secondary personnel and the gatekeepers. Number two, build relationships and empathize. A clear lesson derived from organizational psychology is that organizations are, unsurprisingly, these artificial creatures that don't think and don't feel on their own. You can't influence an enterprise you need to influence individuals. Like compound interest, relationships stack over time. You build trust and rapport by digging in with people, not just at the superficial level on work matters, but by truly getting to know them. Take time to understand their values, hopes, dreams, and concerns so that you can adjust your approach accordingly and serve them better. Number three, establish a clear set of priorities. It's important to have a clear, well-rationalized agenda. And I know it'll vary based on your specific technology discipline and your organization. But you need to figure out what to convey, especially the top three goals to address within the next year. 
like a politician on the campaign trail who continually recites their slogan and stays, quote, on message, quote, it's important to be consistent and forceful in communicating your goals. We need these priorities really straight, and we have to keep getting them out there to the world. Number four, show, don't tell. Advocating for your theoretical cause will likely land on deaf ears. The key is to show use cases. Even the smallest successes with tangible outcomes will spark the interest of your audience. Have a handful of convincing use cases in your back pocket that demonstrate value to your audience. Work hard for these small wins in safe places that you can then use to market to others. Make sure these wins align cleanly with your strategic priorities. For example, if you're in the analytics department and you want to convince someone on the power of data-driven decision-making, if you can show them a specific use case on how marketing analytics helped fine-tune what a customer wants, that's a great way to bring people into your line of thinking. Number five, employ the right political tool set. There are different tools and techniques to use in organizational politics. Sometimes you'll use your diplomatic skills or soft power, such as connections and relationship building skills. Other times you'll use these hard power tactics, leaning on reporting constructs or these risk reward calculations to help argue your case. Harvard professor Joseph Nye encapsulates how world leaders think about this, wrapping it together as what he calls smart power. Smart power is what you want to bring to the world as you go out there and engage in the political arena. The same approach applies for world leaders as it does for technology leaders. Number six, play matchmaker with agendas. As you better understand the people around you and what the collective agendas look like, it's important to start making connections. Determine how something you're doing can accelerate another team's strategy. Your new analytics platform might benefit a marketing team that might be struggling with shaping customer demand. Or maybe the culture change techniques employed by one team can benefit your own organization. It's about finding and connecting these dots and then proposing collaborations for mutual benefit. Number seven, Check in regularly. Like any personal relationship, being politically active means continuing to check in and seeing how to improve the relationship. There might be a change of circumstance that you need to be aware of, which could inform adjustments to your own capabilities or strategy. Show that you care by keeping the relationship alive through consistent two-way information flow. It can be short texts, some emails, a random call, stopping by for coffee. All of these things add up to healthy, thriving relationships in your business world, just as you'd need this for your personal world. Number eight, ask for help. We are all human. We like when people ask us for help. If I ask you for advice or support, that means I value your opinions and skills. It's a dopamine hit. Think about that at the neurochemical level. So by asking others for help, you're showing that you're open to learning from them and that you appreciate the other person. Don't be too proud to ask for help. Make it a part of your weekly routine. Think about who can help me and then go ask for it. It'll 
create these beautiful network effects in your life if you start to bring this into a regular practice. Number nine, read the room. This is kind of like Game of Thrones. Not everything is sunshine and rainbows. Let's admit that. This is politics after all. Sometimes others have selfish intent and they will disregard you, pushing forward on an initiative while neglecting you. Backstabbing is real. I get that. And we need to look out for how people are positioning themselves. It's certainly about being aware. Do keep this in mind, though. According to Socrates, no one does wrong willingly or knowingly. The fact is, we're all doing the best we can with the limited information that each of us possesses. So give others grace and the benefit of the doubt. But do read that room. Number 10, final piece here, manage perceptions. It's true that for each of us, perception is reality. That's why we hear that first impressions are so important. They stick in our brains, and it's very hard to disrupt those perceptions once they're formed. In politics, digital leaders need to understand the perceptions that others have of them so they can actively influence those people in the right direction. You do this by building trustworthy relationships and then asking for honest feedback to see how others are really perceiving you and your organization. It can be uncomfortable, but the information is a goldmine. Again, manage perceptions. That's everything in this world. All right, time to wrap up. Here's what we've covered today. We went over the root of politics, what it is and how it manifests today, why it matters to your career advancement. Hopefully you understand the importance of building this skill set. And then we talked about 10 ways to start building that organizational politics muscle. Politics is at the center of government, as we know, but it's also at the nexus of thriving business. And it's at the center of your world as a business professional in technology. As we know, digital is the engine that powers modern organizations. And we need digital leaders to enthusiastically take on this challenge of becoming politically active inside and outside the organization to make lives better. This is how you rise. This is how you get all boats to rise. We have to extend beyond the technical skills in our own siloed capabilities as a team and start getting out there into the broader organization creating relationships, building bonds, and working together as a broad unit. Politics, human-to-human interaction, is how we get there. I hope I've convinced you on this. I hope we've delivered some value that you can start bringing into your world today. Thanks for the time. We'll chat soon. This is your host, Matthew Doan. Thank you for listening to the Rising Digital Leaders Show. Again, my mission is to help you elevate your career as a digital leader and live a thriving life. I hope this episode sparks new thinking and helps you take meaningful action in your world. If you enjoyed the experience, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a five-star review. That's it for now. Until next time, my friends, stay virtuous.